Aloha, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to tell you all about our recent Adventures by Disney London Paris adventure. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very. I'm joined at the table by our, our panel of very excited experts. <laughs> Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Hi. Evan Close. Hi. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Sean Falk. You guys have to let me finish introducing you first. (laughs) He's excited. I know. He's excited. Geared up. Chief Executive Officer and co-owner of Dreams Unlimited Travel, Pete Werner. Ciao. Appropriate. Oh, wrong one. Very- wrong, wrong, wrong ABD. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. Back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. And I don't know, if is he on camera? Okay, then there's someone else back there, but we don't care. All right, so <laughs> you know what happens. So thank you, everybody at home, for joining us. We actually are really excited to share this adventure yeah, with you. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful trip. Um, I think, in general, it was a really great trip. Mm-hmm. Some high spots, some not so great spots, but we want to make sure we we cover all that for you. We're not going to do a minute by minute of this trip. It's just to take us too long to do it. So we're going to hit the highlights. We're also going to talk a little bit about what's different on this adventure than ones we've done in the past. Uh, we've done this trip several times now. And also, you're going to hear us say that some of the things we've done, we have skipped. Or some of the things that were on the schedule, we have skipped. Part of the beauty of Adventures by Disney is you can do what you want, when you want. They're not going to be penalized if you do not want to participate in something. And you'll see along the way what we chose to skip because we weren't interested in that. The thing to remember is, though, you don't get any money back. So don't ask for $10 if you didn't do something. (laughs) All right, so let's start with, first of all, we have to talk a little bit about we got there early and we did a really great meet with folks in London. And that was at the place that's in my notes that was at the draft house westbridge mm-hmm. could not have been nicer oh they're amazing unbelievable and that was where i did uh my like a solo meet uh last uh last september and they were phenomenal with us then. and of course the the folks from the folks in london and, and were just, they're just lovely uh they were it was such a pleasure i really really look forward to it and i like you know i i I like that venue. I like that venue. It was um, fun. And people were so generous and so nice and just were so appreciative that we were there. It's kind of overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. It's kind it, of, it, yeah. Imagine when, like, for me, the first time, just being by myself, and it was very overwhelming the in guy a wonderful said to me, way. The guy said to me, um, am I going to have to set up a line? I said, what do you mean? He said, Pete had a line out the door of people waiting to say Out the door, around the block. It was crazy. But really, very humbling. I thought it was fun. I thought the night flew by. It did. It did. It was very fun. All right, so the next day we actually started our adventure, and our adventure was in, what was the hotel? This the day? Landmark. The Landmark. And I got to tell you, I also, because in anticipation of this trip, when I was in London last year, I stayed there because I wanted to check it out. This place is a find. Not, I mean, it's a beautiful hotel. The rooms were, were lovely, really well appointed. Um, but I found the price point for the hotel, like doing it on my own, mm-hmm. incredibly reasonable. A, given that it's London. B, given that it's Marleybourne, which is a fairly upscale area. Uh, oh, we kept saying Marley Bone or something. What did we say? No matter what I said, I was corrected. Yeah, Marley I know. Bone. Whatever it was, it was that area. That starts with Marley and ends with Bone, Bone or Born or whatever it is. Anyway, um, I really uh, I thought the hotel was fantastic. I thought the hotel was fantastic, and I thought the staff was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The other thing I learned was this was the building that was used for British intelligence during World War II. That's where British intelligence cool. was housed. Wow, it's awesome. And I got to say, this is like this was my first time in London, but on our way back, like after the. The actual Adventures by Disney part, Pete and I stayed at uh, the Waldorf because that's my favorite hotel. Like, I love the Waldorf, and it was not the anything s- compared to the Lamb. I will like, say the service. I will say the service was excellent at the Waldorf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not better than the Landmark. And I just found the hotel to be an incredible disappointment. Yeah. For the price um, and the location, the Landmark yeah. was way better. I mean, fortunately, I was able to use Hilton Honors points for that. Um, but 
it was even a waste of my honors points, honestly. I loved um, where the landmark was located. There was stuff okay. nearby because that was important the last time we were in a Well, that was one th- nice thing about the about the Waldorf was that it's in the West End. So okay. you're really close to a lot of restaurants and stuff. But this, the, uh, Since we've done this trip in the past, if you're comparing the last time we did this show, all of the hotels have changed. Right. They're, they are not the same in either city. And in my opinion, both of them have stepped up. And these are not – hotels were not changed just for our group. This no, is this was standard. This is what the right, ABD right. uses. We did it the last time, and we stayed at a hotel that I didn't think was very well located. It was in the financial district. And while our rooms were nice, I, there was nothing around. There that's, uh, now, it's now the Rosewood uh, is what, in, in, in London, and that's in uh, High Holborn mm-hmm. section. You're right, in the financial district. I, I thought it was a beautiful hotel, but uh, the price point for a room, because I, you know, I'd stayed there on my own on other trips to London, and I, I was priced out because you couldn't get a room for under nine hundred dollars a night. The Rosewood is a very upscale line. My favorite hotel that I've ever stayed in but was a Rosewood hotel in I, Beijing. I yeah, found cool. I found the service at that hotel while it was excellent. It was snooty. Whereas at the the landmark, I found the service was excellent, but almost appreciative. Um, so, and that that appeals to me more than that snootiness. And we had several meals in the restaurant downstairs, and every meal was fantastic. They had a steak that I went back for several times, which you know when you think of London and England, you don't think of meat. That's not. I advise people not to buy, not to get meat in Europe. Right. Yeah. This was incredible. Steak, steak. Yeah. So unless so you're getting like wagyu or, or we Kobe. actually went back. We were undecided where we were going to go for dinner, and John went. We went back, and because he wanted that I same wanted that cut steak. of meat again. So the first night of our adventure, after everyone arrives and checks in, we have a welcome dinner. So there's nothing really going well, on. Well, I think we we need to use air quotes with dinner. I know. Uh, because it was uh, that that it was a buffet there in the hotel, and it was god awful. I mean, the food was terrible. That's why I wanted to preface with the ho- the food in the hotel was excellent. The hotel restaurant, the restaurant. However, whatever they provided that night, buffet style, um, yeah, that bank catering banquet style, that was just really and, bad. You know, it 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 just it it, it confounds me because um, Adventures by Disney for a long time got a lot of complaints about the food on these trips. So it's not like this is a surprise um, that that's an issue. Um, but they had I, on a lot of the ones that we've done. It, it seemed like the food had improved. This one, it felt for me like it had gotten worse because this was what my third time doing this particular yeah. adventure. And we, I forgot to mention this up front. Um, we did a Disneyland Paris add-on to this that was just for our group. We're going to talk about that in a separate show because we don't want this to go on too long. We also think there's other stuff we want to cover there. There's also something to be said that the London and Paris adventure through Adventures by Disney does not include Disneyland Paris. Right. right. You can add that as an add-on, but that's something we'll discuss later. Right. And one of the, just what sort of triggered my brain was we had a meal during that stay, which was just awful and extremely disappointing. So we'll talk about that more, but... Yeah, the meal was not that good. We got to meet our guides, Stephanie and Janae, who I thought were fantastic. Fantastic, were. yeah. Great through the whole thing. Uh, had a great time. Um, we, When we go through these groups, we try to tell Adventures by Disney. Um, we know our folks. Our folks know each other. They get to know each other on the Diz boards ahead of time. We don't need to do fun games. We don't need to do getting to know you games. Let's go back just a second. They did not ABD, listen to us. ABD usually feels, I mean, when they have a group, they put a group together of people who have no idea who the other people are. They're meeting for the first time, right. most of the time, at the welcome dinner. So what happens is they play an ice-breaking game or a sort of a right. let's get to know each other game. And regardless of how many times we tell them that our folks know of each other, they've been talking for a year, several of them have traveled before and have traveled with each other, we still have an ice-breaking event, no matter how much we asked them not to. And it was Sherlock Holmes coming in to solve a mystery for us with our guests. Now, oh, I'm going to say something. Um, I Originally, when this guy walked in, I'm like, oh, please don't. I can't. I can't. But, and while it was corny, 
The guy playing Sherlock Holmes was fantastic. He I actually think. was very quick. He was good. I mean, this guy was like a really good like improv actor. And one of our group volunteered. He needed an assistant. And we have to thank Kate McGrory because she was the only one brave enough. No one else would make eye contact. Oh, yeah. She volunteered. And between the two of them, they made what could have been painful funny. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time. Like he was asking for a Watson for quite some time. And everyone was like, don't look at him because I don't want to do it. I thought it was fun. I just wanted to watch it, though. I didn't. I wanted to drink my drink. And I didn't didn't want to participate. Yeah. Participate. My problem is, though, when we get in these groups, we see people who we haven't seen in a very long time. So for us, this is an opportunity to say hi and And and, and catch up with people that have now become really great friends. Their family. Yeah. So, yeah, I. I didn't care for him, but it is what it is. However, it, what, because it I, wouldn't have mattered what they did. If it was audience participation, he would not have cared for exactly. it. <laughs> Do not come talk to me. All right. Day two. Okay. So this is when the adventure officially begins. You know, we get up early. Every morning's super early and we go and do things. So Kevin and I slept in. <laughs> Other people did this because we have done it before, but this is new for Adventures by Disney. They went to do um, the Tower of London and the Crown Jewels early in the morning and do a private viewing of the Crown Jewels. Well, yeah, it was actually uh, – uh, this was brilliant, a brilliant change to this itinerary. Previously, we would go to the Tower of London and see the Crown Jewels, but we were going in once it was already open and the tower gets busy. And the Crown Jewels experience is like with the crowds, it can be very, very quick. They, like, oh, look, there's, there's that. There's that. Boom, you're out. But there's also a moving sidewalk. Yeah. Right. To get you past them. This time, we were let in before it opened. And they, uh, one of the Beefeater guards takes us around. And, you know, and it's very casual. It's very, very, you know, it, we're not like rushed or anything. Really get a chance to experience it and then go in to see the Crown Jewels um, about, I want to say it was about 20 minutes or so before it opened to, or maybe yeah. even more than that, maybe about a half hour. Yeah, we got in a before bit. Before it opened. Yeah, to we got public. in a bit before it opened and it was, it mainly was nice just because I had never seen them at all and I wouldn't have known what I was looking at. Like if I hadn't had that before time with the guide telling me, like it would have been cool, and I'd come back and been like, oh, you know, like this crown was great, and you know the the scepter and that kind of stuff. But you're not able to take photos in there, no. so it's not like you can just reference you know back. reference it yeah. back or anything. And so they literally went through like each crown, and they're like, oh, this is this crown, and this is why this exists, and this is where these stones came from. And that's and not normally done. That's not normal. Normally, it's a self guided tour right. through the the. the crown jewels or at least the last few times i've done it it right. was um this i wasn't joking about the moving sidewalk right no, oh, yeah, no, no, but they weren't sidewalk. moving well that's they, yeah, that's they, what were they weren't yeah. moving I mean, and like, we you had get a minute we had a guide walking with us explaining everything that we were seeing and it just made it so much better and mm-hmm. so much i mean i love going to see the crown jewels um, I compare, you know, you, you walk out with jewel envy because like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, but because through need it, need it, need it. Got it. Need it, need it, got it. <laughs> one of our group had stickers and decided she which did. one she wanted. She did. Let me just also explain too. on a, in the past when we've done it with big groups and this is sort of the policy is there's not a lot, tour guides are not allowed in there. So because there was this sort of private showing for ours, the tour guides were allowed to go in with you and talk about it. So that's no, why they, no, 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 no. Uh, no? They were, these were not the ABD guides in there. These were Tower of London employees. Oh, okay. yeah, we had that yeah. were with us. No, our guides were not. Um, they you did have to be actually, yeah. In order to do any of these tours, um, and this is especially true in London, um, there is a very strict. Uh, almost licensing that you have to go through. Not anybody is just allowed to go do tours of London and be an official tour guide. You've got to know your stuff. We have, <coughs> excuse me, our normal guide, the guide that's with us for most everything in London is Stephen. Uh, he was the same guy that has done all of ours. This man makes history come to life in a way I have. This man should be on television. He is absolutely superb. I agree with that. But even Stephen is not allowed to do that tour inside the Crown Jewels. Only 
only like I th- she was a beef eater. I'm pretty sure yeah. she had the, the outfit. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, so only the, so it's very very specific, but the details of all the different you know all the different items and what they meant it was incredible. Um, and from there, uh, we were there for a few hours. Uh, at the point at at the right at the end of our tour of the Crown Jewels, it was open to the public, and, we st- and that's when the walkways started moving. And I want to point out too that. Um, this was not exclusive to our group. This is new for Adventures by Disney, and she explained that we were one of the first groups to do it this way. So if you book an Adventures by Disney, the one in Paris, you'll get to experience it this way. And that's just one of the pluses that it, yeah. And it Disney was a you. huge improvement. I mean, not that it wasn't great before. This was a huge improvement. I was really – Everybody who came back said that. Uh, there was a lunch – that day, and then on to Westminster Abbey. Well, I just I, I do want to mention briefly. Oh, we did Westminster Abbey, then lunch. Okay. Um, and Westminster Abbey, really. <sighs> that was nothing I ever thought like cared about going to, just because I thought, okay, it's another church that we're going to. And like no. last year, we did Italy, and it was like church, 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 and they were all great, but it kind of just bled together after a while. Where I'm like, it's all so amazing that it's like. I don't even know what's what anymore, but this, I mean, just getting to see, you know, familiar because it's kind of like divided in sections of, you know, all the poets are buried here and all the entertainers are buried here, you know, that kind of thing. But they just even having the guide there was amazing because they did have the audio guides that you could purchase if you wanted. But there it was like this line, like this cattle line that just continuously walked around. And there was a line out the door and we just got to walk right up and go right in the side. And we instantly just cut all the people. Disney Plus. That's a huge ABD Plus. Yeah, um, and, and impressive. Westminster is, uh, you know, for me, the piece about Westminster that just, I don't know why, um, many of the uh, monarchs from the Middle Ages, the Renaissance period, Queen Elizabeth I is buried, buried there. Queen, uh, uh, her sister, Queen Mary, uh, is buried there. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it, and you get to see their... Their their crypt, their tombs, um, they're all above ground, um, and there's just something about it. Really, kind of one of the things I love about England in general, London in specific, is the depth of the history that's there. I mean, you know, we get excited over something that happened a hundred years ago, and for them that was yesterday. Uh, you know, so you're looking at you're looking at a tomb that was placed there, you know, in 1200 or something. I mean, it was just like you think about that, and you think about the history and these mythic figures that happened to me in italy one time we were at the Colosseum, and we think our history is ancient i mean the revolutionary war is ancient and on the uh wall in the Colosseum was a quote in uh of thomas jefferson and our guide said to us thomas jefferson saw this visited here and at that point this was 2200 years mm-hmm. old and right. you think Right. It's kind of awe-inspiring. So Westminster, you know, and of course, this is where a lot of royal weddings take place. Um, so, you know, it, in popular culture, it, it has it has resonance. But it really is, I think a lot of people may go into Westminster thinking, okay, it's another church. It's not. It's, it's an experience that no one should miss. Well, my thing about it is I would have thought that if I wouldn't have had the guided way around just because I like museums fine they're interesting enough I don't it's not I don't seek out museums I'm the same way yeah. but it's one of those things where I would have done the crown jewels I would have done Westminster anyway if I were coming on my own I just would have been like okay that was a thing I did it was just it would have just been to check it off the list and I wouldn't have known what I was looking at and it kept it Interesting. I never was just like, okay, well, here's like some queen I don't know that's buried, you know. But they would tell like this is what that person did and right. accomplished. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's there's filler space in here that's I'm getting information that's actually interesting and entertaining. Here's the Disney difference, right? So we get in, you go in, you're ahead of the crowds or around the crowds. You have the earpiece. You have uh, Stephen with you, telling you details, telling you information that. Um, others are not getting 
because they're following, like you said, those guided tours where, you know, the thing beeps and they all look like a flock of birds and all their heads turn. It's mm-hmm. not and, unusual when you're on an ABD tour for other people to start listening exactly. to it. Yeah, yeah. No, they sort of come into your group. Especially with Stephen. Right. Especially with Stephen. Well, he also has that way of talking that, he, you know, he could be talking about what kind of coffee he orders in the morning and you pay attention. It's, it's Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, from, um, yeah. So on to lunch. You guys well, did lunch. Well, we they, they took us uh, on a – it was a little walk. Uh, we took some pictures out in front of Buckingham Palace, um, and then we went on to lunch. Did you get to see the changing of the guard? Because no, that was something that no. was in question. It's it always in question, and I've not yet to see it. But mm. we went to lunch, and they took us to you know a traditional pub. I believe this pub has been there for it's like forever. But yeah. I think yeah. you went to the Red Lion, the Red, the Red Lion, which is yeah. the oldest pub. Yeah, so this England. thing's been there since time immemorial. Um, and I have to say, it was one of the best meals of the trip. A lot of people it came back and said It was a very that. good meal. Uh, unfortunately, there was very little else the rest of this trip in terms of meals that compared to it. Um, so, because I was really nervous. I said to Sean, and when I said, usually when the welcome dinner is bad, it's it's downhill from there. So then we did the Red Lion. The next meal we did with them was the Red Lion. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we're – no, no. That was just – that was an outlier. It's not I, – I didn't realize how – because this is the first Adventures by Disney I've done. I didn't realize that you pick all your dining before this starts. Let me just say this. This was unusual. Oh, really? This was a lot of pre-picking. Usually yeah. it's one or two meals. Okay. This was like – well, you first got there and it was like, okay, now today, what do you want here, here? And I thought, this is crazy. Yeah. The okay. other thing is on Adventures by Disney, a lot of times the menu is abbreviated. If you don't pre-choose, you're given a choice of these options. Right. And I have a question to ask you about this. Yeah. You went upstairs at the restaurant, Correct. right? Yes. I need to we I talk about accessibility a lot. Most of this stuff is accessible. Lunch wasn't. Lunch no, was not accessible. No, no. It was not. And then we the guides are great. The guides told Kevin ahead of time, listen, here's the deal. We're gonna be up a flight of stairs, you're not gonna be able to do it. And we made the decision to opt out of it. Yeah. So um, um you were saying something. I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, uh, the, I apologize. I no, 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 you're fine. Um I don't remember what it was, but it was <laughs> so pre-picking food. Oh, right? pre-picking food. And yeah, you had to pre-pick all of your meals at the beginning, and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to want to eat seven days from now. But, but I, Disney makes you pick your restaurant six months correct. in advance. Yeah, so it ended up not being a big deal, just because I'm like, I'm hungry, and we need to get the ball rolling. I get why they did it because we would have been there forever talking people, and not right. ordering food and Picking so it them, was yeah. nice to sit down i was like i don't remember what i ordered a week ago but then it just gets put in front of me and i was like oh i like this because like, i just say one more thing if that arrived and you didn't want it they would have gotten you something else yeah and i did have that issue come up once just because of an allergy situation and they went because I, I have an allergy to almonds and they went like way out of their way they were so good our guides were so good about making sure even if i did want something that had almonds like making sure it was left off and on the side or whatever i needed in that case um just to move this along so we're not because we're like an hour into london um after lunch was the boat tour. The boat ride. None of us did that. None of us did it. It was a high-speed boat on the Thames. It's called a rib boat. It's called the rib boat. It's, it's part a, of the adventure. People loved it. It's a rigid, inflatable boat. Yeah. You go high-speed on the Thames. and they We play. went to Harrods. Right, exactly. We went <laughs> shopping. very high-speed. <laughs> so people loved it. They came back. It was great. Just not for us. My shopping style has been called high-speed. Mine um, too. Um, Next day, again, another early day. You get on the bus and you go... You go out to Windsor for the day, but first we stop at Beaumont Estates for archery. And I, this is the second time that I've had the opportunity to do Windsor. The second time I was sick, uh, not feeling well the day of, and I didn't do. I still haven't seen Windsor. Now I have to say, there was a crud that crept through our group. Yeah. It yes, started with a sore throat and became a head cold and lingered for weeks. A lot of people so sick. there was a couple of days where. People were dropping out. I think that was the day I was fighting it, and I fought it off successfully because I didn't want to be sick for the entire trip. So, and I know if I rest, I'll I usually have a, a shot at beating it back. So, so archery is one of those things where you see it on the list and you go, oh, "Archery? Why are we doing this? this? Is so stupid." It was so much fun. It was just so much fun. People become very competitive. competitive. Oh, we're yeah. a big group. Everybody's joking with each other i had a great time oh yeah i thought that i which i've done 
archery previously, not with this, but like, so I already enjoy archery in general. Um, it was like the quintessential England thing to do. Like it was, I mean, you pulled up and it was like these rolling green Hills with these giant targets set up. And it, and like at this beautiful estate, it was all what you picture in your head of like going to, you know, out to the countryside to do this in, in England. And so, and it wasn't that far outside the city. So I really liked that. I don't feel like the bus ride was like, it was like long right? or something. Yeah, the bus rides and, for this trip weren't bad at all. No, we've had worse. It was really nice. And it was really cool to get to do something that was kind of a game. Like you weren't just, you know, free shooting. It was like, you know, they really walked you through like what to do and how to, uh, do things properly, and then it was set up as like a competition kind of thing between different groups, and I thought it was amazing. It was fun. Uh, next on to Windsor, we you see the town of Windsor, and then you go to Windsor Castle. We hung out in the little town, the little shopping area. We Windsor Castle that. is not accessible. It is not accessible, and we have a good time. We Windsor is beautiful. Shop our the way little around. town surrounding it. Yeah. We spent a whole day there. Did you enjoy the castle? I did enjoy the castle. Um, I I liked it. It was uh, it was really nice. I actually liked the town better. Yeah. Um, I liked. I wish I would have. Like now that I've done it, I don't necessarily need to go do it again. If I went back, I'd probably hang out in the town just because there wasn't anything particular. That's a lot of this. I mean, a lot of this is like we go back to uh, Westminster. We've done. I've done Westminster three times now, Mm. and it's great. But I can't go back again. One of the things that impresses me about Adventures by Disney is all of these trips have incredible repeat value. Mm -hmm. That you can do these trips multiple times, see new things. But even when you're seeing the same things, it's still – it's worth going back and doing again. Now, I would like Trust to – I just want to reiterate, anybody who wants to opt out of an activity is welcome to do that. Right. It is all part of your adventure. You don't have to participate in any of it. However, if you're going to opt out, it's only fair to everyone that you let the guides know so that they're not counting heads yeah. to make sure <laughs> – that they know you're not going to be at a certain activity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell them where you want to meet, and they'll work it out. So a day at Windsor Castle, a day at Windsor, and then back to our hotel. Um, dinner on our own that night. Um, I found the meals on my own were great. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had really good experience. London. I got to tell you something. You know, when I first went to England, all I ever heard was how terrible yeah. food was in England. Uh, okay, maybe I, I maybe there was a time that was the case. That is not the case. No, anymore. I have had. Some of the most memorable meals of my life I have had in London. Um, so I agree with that. Uh, London? It's just not the places ABD is picking. I've been lots of places, and I like London. London confuses me. I guess maybe I'm a New York kind of guy where I can count and the streets are numbered. In London, I never know if I'm looking east or west or north or south. I get very, very confused by London. So it puts me off a little bit. Uh, next day, again, early day, we transfer to Paris. We take... No. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. I apologize. I was going to say something, and I'm wrong. Okay. I think that's what we did. I yeah. was wrong. Okay. We transferred <laughs> to right, Paris. That's because Kevin swam the channel. Uh, he didn't <laughs> come with us on the train. We uh, took the Eurostar. We took the channel out. Um, really great. Disney gave us first-class seating on the train. No. They didn't. Well, <laughs> they there are there are various levels, as with most modes of transportation. Um, this is uh, uh, this is something between first class and coach, because when we left to go from Disneyland Paris back to London, I got us first class tickets. It was a very different experience. What do they call it? Because my tickets at first, it's like premiere, premiere, premiere or something. Okay. Yeah, so there's, there's like there's there's coach. First and premiere. I so felt, I thought first was really nice. I, did too. I, I did thought too. it was great. Yeah. However, seats. it's also a ninety-minute trip. Yeah. It's right. Not, oh yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't. Right. Yeah. So comfortable seats, and they serve you food, whatever it was that they put in front of us. It was terrible. But uh, however, they tell you that in the train station, right. the food's going to be awful. Buy something to eat. Yeah. So it was great. You know, it passes the time. However, then, again, buy something to eat because you're going to be on a train for nine. Wait, just wanna, one second. Because you're going to be on a train for ninety sec or ninety minutes. So it's not like you're going to start between. Right, you're not going to start. You're going to have breakfast. I I want to just because it really it 
this is another story that really highlights the Disney difference. Um, Sean travels. It's a, a thing he does. He travels mm-hmm. with his Winnie the Pooh. Um, it's gone everywhere with us. Oh yeah, right. This this yeah. bear is more uh, better traveled than most people are. Um, <clears throat> we get to the train station. There's a lot of sentimental value in that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, got to the train station. He's like, oh my god, Pooh. I left Pooh in the hotel. And like, I was getting ready to run back to the hotel. Um, the oh, guides yeah. the guides get on the phone with the hotel. Stay on the phone. While they send somebody up into that room, they find it. They make sure it's packed, packed that Pooh is packed up, and delivered the next day to our hotel in Paris. And I kept saying to them, I will happily pay for this. I will happily pay for this. I will have. They would not take my money. Now, if we had just been on our own, we would have had to go back to that hotel. I mean, maybe the landmark would have done it. Maybe we could have called, but we didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And that is that, you know, because these things that can happen on a trip, you have these two co- dedicated concierge guides traveling with you that will handle, help you handle everything and anything yep. and before, rem- during, and after your trip. We'd be remiss to say that, you know, they handle your luggage. So we didn't see our luggage. It got taken from our room and it showed up in our next hotel. Kevin was traveling with a scooter. They were very good about making sure that the scooter could be accommodated in the, on the train and how we were going to get all that done. So, yeah, the guys are fantastic. And that's the Disney difference when you travel with Adventures by Disney, for sure. So next day is Paris. We get on the train. We get off the train. And some of the folks head to Montmartre and do... Um, we went to Montmartre? Montmartre. Okay. Or Montmartre, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Kevin and I went and did our own thing. We have been there. Again, not exactly accessible. What an absolutely adorable little town that was. I mean, it's everything you would think of, of like a small, quaint French town. You know, incredible view of Paris from up there because it's up on a hill that you can either take a a vernacular up or uh, you can walk up the stairs, which we did and I'll never do again. Um, Incredible. Uh, uh, in- incredible pho- pho- uh, photographic opportunities. Mm-hmm. This was the, um, used to be. This was the art colony. Yeah. This was the Still art is. colony of Paris. I know it's the. It used to be where I mean Toulouse Lautrec lived in Montmartre, and it's the art colony, and it's part of the oldest part of Paris. It's a neighborhood that's just everybody should see. Lots of shops, lots of little shops, mm-hmm. but also a lot of uh, local artists. Who have their or set up, and there you see them doing their drawings or their paintings, and you can buy from any of them. I did. I bought a piece I really loved. I have to have it framed. Um, they they got the you know they'll they'll wrap it up and put it in a tube so it travels travels fine. Um, but it was it was absolutely adorable. We found yeah. we went off like off the beaten path and found this little crepe restaurant that was nowhere near the tourist area. Um. And it was out of this world. It was so good. They didn't speak a lot of English, but you know, you can point to things in the menu. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get you can get by. Um, they do a wine tasting here for the group. I know you guys didn't participate in that. They had snacks. Everybody enjoyed it. This is I a, just want to say also up here is where you can visit Sacre-Cœur. Sacre-Cœur. Yeah. This is a big chunk of the day. So what's going to happen is next on I'm going to say, you know, we head to our hotel. I don't want folks to think, you know, this was short. This is a big Chunk of the day. Yeah, between between the, the trains, the train ride, and this, this was a good four or five hour block of time. Oh yeah. Um, then there was time on your own, and then we headed back. We headed to our hotel in Paris, which was the Paris, the, Hil- the, Par- the Hilton Paris Opera. And I was correcting everybody that was calling it the Paris Hilton because no, <laughs> I don't want that reference. It was the Hilton Paris Opera. Um, and uh, impressive hotel. Again, a different hotel for us. We have not stayed there before, but it was fantastic. Love the hotel, hotel is accessible also. At the front of the hotel, there's a set of stairs, but there's sort of a back door that is flat and accessible. And you are in effectively the center of Paris. Right. I mean, 
the location could not be beat. Yeah. The, the rooms here are very small. Um, you know, John and Kevin and, and Sean and I each had larger rooms. Um, but uh, normally on these... Uh, the feedback we got from most of our guests were these rooms were very small. Yeah. Smaller than London were. And then uh, people who have traveled before have said some of the smallest rooms they've ever stayed in. Just the way the, the hotel is. You know, there's not yeah. much you can do about that. And that's one of those things of where so many things, especially in Europe, like having gone over there previously, like the rooms, they are small and like a lot of spaces are really tight in Europe. I mean, they were built. A lot of buildings are, you know, sometimes thousands of years old or at least hundreds of years old, and they just didn't use as much space as we do now. And so, you know, as renovations happen over time, like you got to go back and add bathrooms once, like indoor plumbing is really, yeah. you know, that kind of so well, even, the space you used to have, even now, to the point of the elevators, mm-hmm. we had to take a special elevator to breakfast every day because only one elevator went to that floor. Because when they build the hotel, you have to sort of where you've got room for it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's a beautiful, hotel. beautiful hotel. Beautiful hotel. Um, there was an instance with dinner that night. The restaurant they chose was not accessible for Kevin. We could not eat with you. However, you guys ate in basically a chain restaurant. And I got to tell you something. It was atrocious. The what food was, was so. It's bad. Le Pen Quotidien. And they are all over New York City. This is a chain restaurant. And I was disappointed not only with their restaurant choice, but the fact that they knew for a year and a half that there would be people that needed accessibility. And there were like six stairs down and six stairs up. And then they told me I could eat outside the restaurant or I could sit in another part of the restaurant, but I couldn't sit with the people that I booked. I had a little bit of a hissy fit because there was a lobby or there was a hotel lobby. And that had a beautiful restaurant in it that was full, <clears throat> excuse me that was fully accessible. This was a mistake. And on the food ABD's was part. very good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not only did we have a breakdown on them for that, but also on the fact that they touted that we were going to eat in this French restaurant. And it's like, come on, guys, this isn't. It really was, okay. and and I just and especially when you looked at. The, I apologize for interrupting you. You looked on that street, and there was like six cafes. Mm-hmm. We ate in two of them. We ate in one that we went back to a couple yeah, times called we loved Yard. Them. They were great. It it was uh yeah, it was incredibly disappointing. Um that that's that's your welcome dinner in Paris. And they to call it a French restaurant, it's a French chain restaurant. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was and the and the food wasn't good, bottom line. Yeah. The food wasn't good. I ate a couple of bites of mine and just walked away. I'm like, I'm done here. That's not good. All right, moving along. Next day, um, another early day, get on the bus early, and we go to the Chocolate Museum. Mm-hmm. And there's another one of those things. You go, oh, my God, why are we going to a Chocolate you Museum? You talked about feeling that way about going to um, Westmin- or Westminster Abbey. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about going to this chocolate thing. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. And it was a museum, horrible. and they had all this chocolate, but we got to make our own chocolate. Talk about the guy who was giving the class. He is the most decorated chocolatier in, in France. And he had chocolate medals. He did. He's made of chocolate. chocolate as prestigious chocolate competitions. Um, you go in and they, it's, they talk about how chocolate is grown and things like that. And I, they broke us into two groups. And I thought <coughs> when I went in, this is going to be silly. I had the best time. We had an amazing time. Really I, I felt the same way. And we way. weren't in the same group. No, we yeah, were in, yeah. they broke us up into two groups. And you get to make your own. They, they give you, like, you know, all the chocolates melted for you and stuff. But you get to make your own combinations. And um, I think we, they gave us a thing where it was, like, six. We could make six individual. Four. I think there was were four, four bars. Um, four bars. And people could get creative with how they did it. You got really creative yeah, mixing with yours. Like white chocolate and milk and dark and all the different toppings you could do. But great. then you were getting, you know, people oh, yeah. were getting really, uh, really creative with like doing designs in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, just poor. <laughs> Kevin used every single topping. And I thought, you're not allowed to do that. He's John like, watch me. me. Are you going for height? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great deal of fun. There's, after that, there was free time. And they did this really cool thing where they kept the bus for the day, and they would drop people off depending on where you wanted to go. So you had sort of the transportation at your disposal. I just have to say, before we leave the chocolate factory, not only did you get to make your own candy bars, your own chocolate bars, but they had, uh, I don't remember how many they were, eight, nine, 
different kinds of chocolate from all over the world, and you were given a coupon to take a bag of chocolate mm-hmm. um, home. This is also where Sean discovered that if he eats raw hazelnuts, he has an allergic reaction oh, yeah. to them, too. Yeah. So I like, had to run across the street and get some antihistamine. <laughs> Go to the pharmacy, and they do not know what Benadryl is there. Like I was like, I'm pulling up on my phone, like literally showing pictures of things and like the actual stuff. And they were like, we don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I forgot one of our guides spoke French. I literally could have just, just took her with say, me, but I don't know what I was thinking. So That evening was a special visit to the Eiffel Tower, an Eiffel Tower at night, something we've not done before on an abd amazing talk about that amazing it was incredible Mm -hmm. um i have a god-awful fear of heights um i have never been to the top of the eiffel tower and there are two levels to that there is a level at the top of the eiffel tower that is enclosed which i can deal with then the level above that is open air and that had much better much better views i eventually mustered my courage and went up. Now I stayed plastered against the inside wall, but I did it. You're a braver man than me. I went to the first level and I was like, "Get me out of get here!" Out. But the Eiffel Tower is lit up at night. And yeah, Paris it's, is lit up at night. It's, it's absolutely just... breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely breathtaking. Um, and you know, for whatever reason, I, I normally say that. You know, I really prefer London over Paris, um, and I always I will always love London. But I have to say, this particular trip—if I had to choose one over the other—I had an amazing time in Paris. I love Paris. I um, like Paris too. I I I gotta say also with doing it with ABD because I've been to Paris before, and I've been to the very first place I went was to the Sacré Coeur, and then uh, I did the Eiffel Tower and everything. This was so much easier because they had already bought your ticket and you already had everything done. When I showed up, I like just was there by myself. I didn't speak the language. And of course, I'm like, I want to go see the Eiffel Tower. And I just showed up and it was a big mistake. So they have your tickets ready and they usher you up. Uh, I find that I like the Eiffel Tower better from the outside. Yeah. It's the icon. But it was nice because they stopped uh, as we're walking up. They stopped, took pictures of us, of you know, all the different, you know, everybody on the trip. Right. uh, Got to have pictures in front of uh, the Eiffel Tower lit up at night. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. uh, Moving along, our next day, um, this was, we went to Saint-Chapelle, which is a church. We We did this because Notre Dame had the fire, unfortunately, so we could not visit it. Usually see Notre Dame. We skipped that to do to go shopping. And, you know, this was one of those things where it's like, you know, St. Chappelle's better than Notre Dame. You're going to like it better. Very beautiful. An incredible experience. But it's it is very not different. Notre Dame. And yeah. it's very different. Without it, taking the fire out of it, it's a very different experience right. than Notre Dame. Absolutely. Notre Dame is, um, they do take a group picture from a bit away. So you get your picture taken in front of Notre Dame. But Notre Dame is going to be rebuilt. Right. Then it's understandable we couldn't do it. And Saint Chapelle was a nice substitute for that, but it is what it is. Um, we had lunch on our own, and then that eat that afternoon was folks who wanted to could go to the Louvre and see the great masters there. And of course, one of the things was to see the Mona Lisa. And we weren't. I did not know this when we were there, but I've since read about it. What happened was Mona was moved. To a different part of the museum, which is not usually part of the ABD tour. So if you wanted to tour the Louvre, you didn't get to see Mona. If you wanted to go see Mona, you you would have to go wait in a four or five hour line, a possible four or five hour line to get into the new gallery. And the reason Mona was moved was because just after we left, we missed it by two weeks, the Louvre opened the largest Da Vinci retrospective in the world. And everything was refreshed for this. This is the first time. It's a fifth, the five hundredth anniversary of his birth or death. I don't remember which one, but the largest collection of Da Vinci works are being at the Louvre. I think it's till next summer, uh, and they refreshed Mona's gallery. But she's back in her rightful spot now. I enjoy the fact that you're on first term, first name basis. Mona and I are too. Yeah, you guys are close apparently. So again, this is something that Disney helps you do and helps you. Get to see her and make sure that you get to see the things you want to see, you know, and as a group, you pass the lines and you pass the other groups. All right. Moving on to the next day. The next day was Versailles. None of us went to Versailles. 
Well, we've all. Well, Kevin hasn't been there. You, I've you, never been there. Um, I've done it. Sean's done it. Yeah. And once was more than enough. I oh, went yeah. to Buckingham Palace, and I thought I've seen Buckingham Palace. The other thing is the reason I've never been to Versailles is I used to think that there was not enough on your own time in the Paris trip. So what I did was I said to John the first time we went. I don't would rather not spend my day going to Versailles and doing things I want to do. So on Versailles Day, that's what we do. We hire a car. And uh, yeah, I, it, that was a lot. I, I look. I just find Versailles just every room looks like the next. Everything is dripping in gold. Everything is like over the top and gaudy. And I that's just not my aesthetic. It's not what I like. I don't find it appealing. Um, I did not like Versailles at all. So um, after I after doing it once, I was like, I'm good. I never need to do that again. Yeah, I think it was worth going one time. And I told a couple of people on the trip that were saying that, they're like, oh, I've never been, but I've heard it's not great. And I was like, I think it's worth going to the Same once. Ones. I was like, but once you go, you'll be like, okay, I don't need to do don't that Don't ever again. need to so, do that again. The people who went had a great time. They thought it was yeah. great. And there were uh, people who were very interested in the gardens. Yeah. We had mm. folks on our trip who were going to Versailles just to walk the gardens. But, uh, yeah, and this was late in the season. We did this in October, so the fountains weren't going, from what I understand, because they only do that during certain times of the year. I also year. want to point out, too, that the folks who came back from this said the lunch was very good. It was one of the best meals they've had. Mm. So didn't get a chance to experience that, so that seemed like something that worked well. So what we did was we hired a car for the day. And we went to the places we wanted to go. Typical what we do in Paris. So that evening is for a regular Adventures by Disney. That's usually your last night. That's your farewell dinner. They call it for us our farewell to Paris. Because as we mentioned, the next day we moved on to Disneyland Paris. And we go to Lotteray. They close it for us. It's just Lotteray being very famous for their macaroons. uh, But there's also a, uh, a restaurant attached. So again, they closed the restaurant just for Adventures by Disney. It was just our group together. We had a very nice evening well, there. The restaurant was open to everybody. Um, we we were in our own area, but that, no, they said yeah, there were some people who tried to come in, and they were like, no, 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 it's closed for yeah, a private, a private event. event. This was a private this is event. A private event. Yep, that's what oh, they, that's no, right. No, I'm thinking. I'm the, thinking that, um, there was another dinner we did with the group on this trip. It was the day that we yeah, went to right. do the Little Prince store. We had a dinner that night that was with the group, and that was better. Maybe. Now, okay. yeah. I don't, I don't okay, know. But Lottery the restaurant was close we were in was yeah. closed. It yeah. was closed. And it's yeah. one of the locations of Lottery. There are several throughout yeah. Paris. And there's a little store attached to it, and they left the little store open for us, and we were allowed to shop. And people were given a discount. It was very nice right. of them to do Everything that. Everything was so good at that restaurant. Yeah, I, that, yeah, that was a very that, good I meal. think that was my favorite meal, the whole thing. Even then, like they had pre-told me, they're like, oh, you can't eat any of the macaroons because they have they were all made with like almond powder or something inside of them. And I was like, I don't care. You're like, there with let your let me die. Like, it, like, I was like, I will go. The, the cookies the are actually almond. The, they're almond cookies. The, oh, the, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crust. No, they literally were like, this has almond in it. I was like, I'll be sick. So like, I just... Just took some and somebody gave me a Benadryl that was on the trip. I was like, I'm not coming here, not trying, trying the thing. So it was a great, great experience. It's a fun thing to do as a group. And again, this is usually the end of the trip, but we went on to Disneyland Paris, and as I mentioned, we'll do that as a separate. Segment. That'll be a live. Uh, that'll be live during our marathon show. Exactly. So um, I was going to say I know we're like close, but I did just want to say because I haven't. Because I had never done an Adventures by Disney before, and I told Pete several times before this particular trip, I was like, I can understand the appeal of taking an ABD. I was like, I know what the prices are on them, and it sounds very expensive to me. I said, but I've never done it, so I don't know if it's worth it. And particularly with this one, I was like, I've done Paris on my own. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I know what these things are in London, and they're not extremely, you know, it's not terribly expensive to go to the Eiffel Tower or that stuff. And I was like, I feel like I can do this on my own better than like Italy or Japan. That would be harder to navigate. And he was like, just go. You're, you're going to think differently once you get there. And by the end of the first, not day one, like, cause that's not even a day, but like the end of day two, right. I was like, I already can see just from doing the crown jewels and Westminster that this is completely going to be worth the money. Mm-hmm. And it was worth having tour guides on a thing that like, I get so much more out of it. I could have done, and I was like, I could have done it cheaper, but you know, I got this, all this experience, but then we, I sat and we figured up the numbers and it wasn't that 
far off. I mean, obviously, Disney's got to make some money off of it, but it really was, if we'd done it on our own, it would have been very expensive to do Here's on, the individually. Other thing. You, it's like saying you can do it on your own. Yeah. You can visit Disney World and stay on Highway 192 right. in a motel where you pay $29. Mm-hmm. However, you're not having that experience. Right. Well, this is the experience we have had from day one selling Adventures by Disney. We love it. (laughs) People saying, oh, it's so expensive. I don't think it's too expensive. They go on the trip. They're like, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. I get it now. And immediately come home. And book another, book another one. one. Oh yeah, that's what was, that's good about the backstage magic trips because right. that's you know we a call less that expen- the gateway drug the gateway drug because you, it's a less expensive trip to do. Um, it's totally tailored for Disney fans, um, and it's a five day six day a uh, 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 six day five night trip, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Five night five night trip, um, and. So it's a little more accessible. It's not as big an investment, mm-hmm. but people get to see just how good the guides are and what the difference that I that was, makes, and then they're hooked. I was just asked, um, someone's interested in our Roan cruise, and one of the folks, one of the couple is a diehard Disney fan, and the other one is very concerned that he's going to be inundated with Disney. And I would want you to know that Adventures by Disney is about quality and service that you expect from Disney. And while it's you not might about... see touches of Mickey here and there, I mean, every day you get a pin and chances are there's going to be a Disney character. But on that's it. about it. But other than that, it's not, you're not inundated. You're not going to run into Donald Duck anywhere on these trips. Now, Mickey's that's not, not true of the backstage magic. Right. right. That is but you're Disney-centric. going to a Disney park. Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Disney-centric. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you were excited, apparently. No, it's a great trip. It was a great trip. It's also, um, we're doing it close enough to it that the excitement remains. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Thank you guys for helping me with that conversation. Thank you for putting, uh, you two for putting that trip together. As always, an amazing job. It was amazing. Um, We have fun doing it. It was, yeah, I'll tell you. ABDs are are great. Regardless, our our trips are beyond because you're traveling with a lot of other deserts and um, we it, work a lot with the ABD to make these trips different. Yep. yep. All right. Thank you guys again for participating. I truly appreciate it. Thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. Mm-hmm.